Welcome back to season four of the Salt and Shadows podcast. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. This season, we will be focusing on the topic of discerning your spirit. We're bringing back our original format and we'll be discussing topics that have come up in our own observations, like how to know who to trust, when not to trust, how to tell the difference, and how to ensure you are protected and supported. We hope you will find guidance, food for thought, and relatable laughter in our episodes as we gather to begin another safe passage into discovering the unique creature you are. Hello, we are back. Hey. For episode three, part three. Yeah. Of the spiritual discernment. Part three and finale. (laughs) we are going to final it this time. (laughs) Why did I say it like that? Because we talk too much and we say too many words and they all just get, you know, slurred. It was like finale and finalize. Final. That's... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Okay, so Diana and I always start with an icebreaker question and I decided this time around I was going to ask ChatGPT for an icebreaker question. You're such a futuristic bitch. Thank you. Yeah. I said... I said, please give me an adult, funny, unique icebreaker question to ask on a podcast. Oh, you used the word adult. I'm a little afraid. <laughs> well, because oftentimes when I like Google icebreaker questions, I feel like it's a bunch of like kids exercises and yeah. it's just like... Like, what's your favorite bubblegum flavor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Cinnamon. <laughs> Stop. Spearmint. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> and so am I. That makes so much sense, though. Cinnamon, I'm a fire sign. Spearmint, you're a water sign. What? <laughs> and but the spearmint has a little bit of like a fiery taste to it, almost. And does it? My it, is, it is a spicy mint. I yeah, it's a spicy yeah. mint. It's yeah. a spicy mint. And my signs specifically are mutable water and fire. Do you love how we're already getting into the <laughs> fact that our gum flavors match our astrological signs, you guys? We are crazy. <laughs> hey, watch your language. We were literally getting... We're passionate. Into it. <laughs> we're passionate. If you were a professional wrestler... Oh, God. What would your entrance theme song be and oh, why? God. Think about it. Think about you wearing a heavyweight belt coming down the aisle. Uh, and Diana <laughs> coming down to the ring. <laughs> this is so not my thing. <laughs> I hate professional wrestling. You do? Okay. <laughs> I love how much we learn about each other in the beginning of these episodes. It's so fake to me. And I just could not get into it when I was a kid. Like, well, that's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> if you guys I can still call, like, if you still... guys could see the look on her face right now, <laughs> I feel so violated. Really? Do you need another question? No. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. But it may take me a minute to really think about that first song that comes to your head, like a theme song, like, oh. A theme song for me. I thought of what mine would be. It just popped into my head. Okay, well, maybe you should answer, and that'll inspire me to, like, kind of get this in my mind. Okay. It would be Spice Girls. Spice up your world. Okay. I think. I can, like, Spice Girls! Spice World! (laughs) Gonna take over! Okay. Sorry. I was in the Spice Girls. You... (laughs) Closed your eyes and like channeled that yeah, for a moment. Yeah, I used to do that. Yeah, it's I, been a while though. I'm thinking of the like la 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 la, and Spice it's up your life. You Everybody know, and like yeah. walking down the aisle, coming up to like be Ooh, in the I ring. Love it. Fuck yeah. Oh god. Yes. Well, I felt like that might help something pop into my head, but <laughs> like not really. It's. Oh, man. Should I pick Mbop? Mbop. Mbop. Because now my head's just in the late 90s. Oh, like. I, that would be the silliest entrance song for a wrestler. I mean, not, not that Spice Girls wouldn't be. 
Okay. I feel like I should just, I feel, you know, I got to go old school and I got to go classic. Oh. I'm going to say not that kind of classic. Sure. My kind of classic. Classic hip hop. <laughs> I, what the fuck are you going to say? I'm going to say So Fresh and So Clean by Outkast. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's regal. You'd be wearing like a white robe. I could see you'd have like gold and oh wow, pink you're seeing it, baby blue. Yeah, I see it, and it's silk, obviously. Is that what it is? I feel <sighs> like I need to hand this vision mm. over to you to fully like. <gasps> are our Halloween to... costumes? Oh, are we going there? I mean, we'll have to. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, but that's gonna be my answer. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, okay, there's no way I could even try to sing it, but I just okay. need everybody to know that I have a mashup of the Spice Girls song and So Fresh and So Clean in my head now. And oh, it's like, man. It's pretty dope. That's cool. Dude. Yeah. It just lives yeah. in your head rent-free. and Well, just for a moment it's just here, for you. we just created it together. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So today. Today. We're talking about... <laughs> Are you going to have a British accent the whole time? No. Today. Did I sound like it? I wasn't trying to. <laughs> Not the... That's uh, it's the way I heard it for a moment. Maybe that's just what it is now. Okay, so we... Yes, we're going to wrap up the spiritual discernment series. We're talking about episode three of The Deep End. We've also just kind of realized... I'll speak for myself, but it does feel like the series is dragging out a little bit. It was I was so excited and really pushed for doing each episode in the beginning, and it is fascinating. But now we've come to realize that we can't, we don't have access to any of the streaming services that the Deep End is currently on because it's been removed from Hulu. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, we're just gonna talk about yeah. what happens in the third episode, a little bit about what we know happens in the fourth, and just yeah. and just wrap it up. Just sum it up for you especially since there just isn't the access that there was when we started right so I have my notes are in order of how it happened in Mm -hmm. the tv show so I'll just if you don't do you mind if I start with that no not at all so this opens they open up this third episode basically where people are agreeing to take on roles from each other's childhoods and like acting out the acting out things or saying things on behalf of those memories. And as far as curious, very curious. And as far as I know, this is called internal family systems. I actually have participated in something like this with Mm -hmm. people and it can be very healing. Giant red flag, as with the entire fucking series, that's not explained at all. It doesn't have a name at all. They're not like, this is what we're doing. This is how I taught it. This is where it comes from. They're just yeah. doing it. And again, we're just hoping that since this is a reality series, that maybe they're just not showing the introduction or explanation of a lot of these things. But if they're not being explained, obviously a big red flag. Yeah, Yeah. well, and it's so Hollywood, too, to take something, like, that is non-mainstream and to just, I feel like it's presumed by the public that this is weird and bizarre and it's um, kind of, like, encouraged in the way that it's filmed and um, shown. I'm I'm losing my words a little there, but... Yeah, like, if you don't give things context, then it's just going to remain mysterious and, and... Unaccept, not unacceptable, but um, unrelatable. Yeah, yeah, unrelatable. Yeah. Great word. So the people who took on assumed roles from from these people's childhoods shared about the felt abuse in their role. Like I felt when I was being the mother that they, that she had been touched or something like that. And oof. yeah, oof, indeed. And that's <laughs> entirely inappropriate. And, and in my experience with these types of systems, you never say anything like that. It's, that's not the way that the systems, the quote unquote role playing of this type of trauma therapy works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like this is, this is a, this is to me something that would be a held space for what is present and needing to be healed from the person themselves. Not exactly. Inserting more on top Abs- of it yeah. of something they've never even brought up before. 
Yeah, in my experience, a professional will lead this, and it always comes back to a felt sense within the person whose family system is being represented. It's 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 guided by by the professional, and then always goes back to that individual who's being representative. Yes. Otherwise, it just breeds room for assumptions and rabbit holes, and it's um, and accelerated trauma. Yeah. Even. Uh, yeah. Instead of actually... Exacerbated. <laughs> yeah. Instead of providing a process or a path of support. Right. It's like you're just adding another path of pain. Right. And that may not be true. Possibly. Possibly. But with the information that we're given. Right. It seems that way. Sure. It takes that that context. Yeah, but also, you know, if somebody's taking on this presumed role and they share that, the reality is they don't know that. They don't yes, know that at yes, all. Yes. And then to say that to somebody that's been in the traumatized experience. Yeah. And and then you you know, you're in a vulnerable spot to hear that, you'd be like, "Oh my god, is that why like my parents acted this way towards each other like you know it just opens up that can of worms and it's like hold on exactly (laughs) exactly but then the episode opening closes like the the opening of the episode kind of comes to a close where they go through this system everybody's sitting out on the grass and the person that um whose family system was represented she says i don't want to see my parents as evil and it, one of the one of Teal's facilitators said, "These are all things that we can look at." And then, yeah. So the entire episode kind of goes. That's the big theme of this episode is seeing people, whether people want to see or can't see, and Teal's view on how you should see like your family system essentially as abusive. Right. Well, and as we were discussing before, like that is literally Teal's trauma. Right. Yeah. Her trauma is from family and trusted members of her childhood abusing her. Right. So as we'll get into the conversation a little bit more and a little bit deeper, to me that really sets the tone for... (sighs) setting up trauma that isn't even a part of what somebody as an individual may be going through and instead placing Teal's trauma, the trauma of the host, onto <clears throat> all of the attendees in their in its own way. Yeah, she's essentially projecting. And then yeah. also when you pointed that out, I felt like I took a, mac- a macro lens view of like, holy shit, this is her... That that's how she's like running with her entire business. And don't people do this all the time, especially in capitalism. We just get like excited and like a fire lit under our ass and we just like go full forward with the torch. And it's like, OK, like there's so much beauty in all of the ability to do that and the access and all of this. But at some point we have to pause and say, hold on. <laughs> like, right. yeah, exactly. The, abil- the ability to be able to speak to something that can be healing from your own experience is a beautiful thing but it does not make it everyone's experience yes exactly and i think that's also what i mean i'm just throwing the the blanket of capitalism on here but i think that that's something that our culture specifically like american maybe north american culture really does is just takes it's it's a it's an all or nothing approach. It's my way or no way, and like yes. and especially just in the world right now, this divisiveness is growing so much, and that's what we are so passionate about is making sure that we stop and remember. Hold on, like there's everybody lives their life differently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the episode moves on to a man being interviewed. Um, and he used to be in the inner circle, it sounds like, and he's describing that the inner circle is very cultish, but the outer circle is very much self-help. So I think that's a really nice, um, just differentiation of what we're looking at. Yeah. He was sharing his story with the person that was the investigator, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Cause the investigator is trying to get stories from the inside and the outside yeah. of the, an objective perspective exactly. as the professional she exactly. is. So from there, it eventually transitions into the inner circle together, watching some of Teal's like home videos from childhood. Do you remember this? 
and videos from childhood from teal's childhood like the inner circles sitting around watching oh yes yeah yeah and then there's I her voiceover, Teal's voiceover, talks about her parents having no idea about her being abused, that she wasn't believed. At quote, she says, they live in a different reality. They could not believe her truth and still be good parents. Her talking about that little girl. Teal says, that's why I think it's been a lot easier to forgive my abuser than my parents. Sometimes you have to accept the fact my own family sometimes... I have to accept the fact my own family is my enemy, and a lot of people have a real hard time with that. And so that brings a question up for me. I'm like, do you want to be able to see your family differently? Accepting, not excusing facts, allowing a movement towards forgiveness. And that's where I just really see her block. Like, she's not willing to go there. And that's okay. Like, we all get to choose that in our own trauma but or and our own healing journey in our own lives. But what we're recognizing here is that she's taking that and projecting it out onto everyone else, which is clearly seen in the rest of this episode. I think the biggest thing for me when I observe a lot of these things is that I feel that her foundational space of trust was completely wiped out and the only way she will work towards that trust is within her own terms and within things that she creates right because she does not seem to really be able to find trust again in the outer world so it needs to come from something from her to be able to do it yeah, her sense of safety and trust <clears throat> comes from her control. Yeah. Yeah, that seems very clear. Her assistant was sharing about her really awful childhood experiences. And she said that she started uncovering this stuff with Teal, but had stuff that she didn't need to uncover. Those were her specific words. So she, she in her own way, she was setting a boundary. Um, I think it wasn't a boundary because she did uncover those things, but okay. she was kind of saying like almost, almost alluding to like, I wish I didn't know, like I didn't need to know these, those things. Oh, okay. Okay. I saw this. I just want to make sure that I'm on the same page with you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was when she was sitting in the bathtub and she was talking about. Okay. I know who you're talking about now. And she said that that's this place she feels the safest is when she's sitting in water. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so then it goes on to her, to Teal, using uh, Cambo medicine, frog medicine, on Gracie. And I rewound this, like, a few times, and it literally all it says about it is that, as Teal calls it, shamanic medicine. Mm-hmm. And then nothing more is said. She sets an intention while using it, and we watch as Teal uses a knife and a candle to apply the medicine. You know? No purpose. No context yet again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No information to inform you of why or what's happening. Which encourages people to turn to Google or their... Or their own self-imposed ideas ideas of what it is. (laughs) Right. Or what it does. Yeah. Um, The show goes on to say that Gracie's parents don't like Teal. They denied everything that she brought up regarding her trauma and that Blake's family feels the same. Yeah. So we're starting to see a pattern here where people's families don't like Teal. (laughs) Yeah. Which I can understand that from both sides. Whether, like, yeah, just from both sides. Because as you're going deeper into your trauma, even in a healthy way, it can be really challenging to relate to your family during that time. Sure. Um, And also if... Yeah, you're being encouraged to not speak to your family, to, to literally basically make your family an enemy of you mm-hmm. um, in the name of your healing. Like, yeah, that's really upsetting to a lot of families. Well, and a lot of this coming down to Teal's own inner personal circle right? and the role she holds and obligates them to and that they're literally not even allowed the time or the ability 
to have relationships outside of the circle. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what they go into next in the show. They're sitting around with the media director who obviously has way more roles than that. <laughs> and uh, and Teal, they're talking with Blake and Juliana and discussing essentially like terms and conditions. And Juliana says that she is comfortable working around the clock with workshop participants when that mode is on, but she also expresses that she wants to be able to see her friends and family. Right. And, and Teal says there's no leisure travel. She says a normal life is not compatible to the life we're leading. Yeah. That's like a red flag, a big culty red flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, coming from an organization, an organizational religion that basically encourages you to do the same thing anybody that's not within that circle within that organization you need to step away from and in any extracurricular time that's not just like things that you would (laughs) you know it's just it's it's really interesting to see um to see certain organizations encourage separation Mm -hmm. instead of how to actually be in relationship with different types of people to be able to speak to them. Because especially coming from the religion I came from, they actually want you to go out and and speak to people and convert them. You know what I mean? Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes, exactly. And if you're not able to go out and do those, if you can't relate to people, how are you going to effectively, like talk to them about what you have to offer them in their life if you're so cut off from what their life looks like how would you be able to effectively be able to reach them and I wasn't when I was a part of that I I felt so cut off from that world that I don't feel I was able to actually do that which is probably good (laughs) honestly yeah that that whole like intersection is really fascinating too because I feel like I'm thinking of it also from my Mormon family but just a lot of religions do that like that's you know they go out and they spread the word of God and that's kind of excuse me what I like missions are right Mm -hmm. but missions are like you're literally going to be able to relate to somebody else you're you're dropping into their culture and understanding their way of being and then like but with your own agenda but it's god's agenda so it's okay and you may be dropping into their world but you're dropping into their world not alone you usually have people with you yeah so you are still maintaining a sense of what you already have outside of that you don't necessarily have to engage well, and, it, and it's just way. such an interesting and kind of like a colonizing belief, right? right. To, be, to go into another culture, another way of people living and not being genuine, like maybe genuinely curious about how they live in certain aspects, but not about their beliefs because you believe you have the right way. Mm-hmm. And we do see this continuously somewhere in here a little later in the episode we'll get to it because i've got my notes here but teal basically says basically says that like it's yeah yeah. so then we start moving on there we're getting into the retreat settings that teal hosts so she has like the big uh speaking events that she has and then you can pay more money to come to these private retreats where it looks like there's maybe like 30 to 50 people even Um, And there's one woman here, one gal named Sabrina that is really just like fighting, fighting Teal and calls her out. But there are some things before I get to her calling her out, I'll just share the other couple things I said here. Um, Teal told Sabrina that her parents don't love her. And, and Sabrina said that she didn't believe that she really felt like her parents did love her. And then she says, but Teal is psychic, so she knows. Continues on, I'm in a tough spot, a really tough spot. I need to feel better and not in an abstract way. And this, to me, is somebody that really needs that light and that gentle kindness turned back to them. You, She said she feels her parents love her. There's mm-hmm. something to that. like Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there is a spiritual agency that is trying to be manipulated out of her hands and given to Teal. Right. And Teal actually told her, next, do you know how much pain someone has to be in to finally come to me? 
And then Sabrina agrees. That's the fucking truth. Sure. Wow. Hey everyone, it's Diana. I am interrupting this episode to share with you our new online community on Patreon, the Salt and Shadows Coven. With three tiers to choose from, some of the perks of joining include peeks behind the scenes into our personal practice, our moon circle altar creations, and also being included on our close friends list on social media. We will be teaching classes, including Creature Calibration Circle with Courtney and Safe Passage Through the Zodiac with me. And we will work together through our Wheel of the Year celebrations and a book club. We have a link in the show notes for all the information, or you can go to patreon.com slash saltshadowscoven. We can't wait to see you there. Now back to the episode. So she calls Teal out for her life getting worse and not better in front of everybody. And Juliana, Blake's girlfriend, who, you know, is kind of being like fourth. She's new. Yeah, she's new. The outside girl. Um, But she's new, but coming straight into the, like, the deep end Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the inner circle. So Juliana goes to console Sabrina. And she says that she isn't feeling better. And when she leaves the retreat, or if, if she's not feeling better when she leaves the retreat, she will be committing suicide. Um, And in an inner circle huddle, Juliana voices why Sabrina is feeling unsafe. And instead of being able to hear that, Juliana is told Teal needs everyone on the same page right now. Teal turns and gives her a really stern look as the rest of the team stays quiet and a couple people indulge in Teal's concern for the company over the person. Because Teal's just going on about how this is going to affect the company and like what the media will think if somebody leaves and you know they're not paying attention to the person up in the room upset needing like attention which is that's a huge red flag right there and it just it I mean that literally is just showing the action that doesn't align with the words and the mission so next we see Juliana on the phone with a friend expressing concern for not not fitting in Yeah, well, I mean, Teal literally, in that instance, says that she has a problem with Juliana now because she spoke up against her. Yeah, that, yeah, that, I think that is right about the same time. Um, I have that just in a couple paragraphs down in my notes. But yeah, she tries to explain, that's when Juliana is trying to explain to her that some people aren't ready and you can't force them. Right. And that's when Teal blatantly disagrees and tells her, you crossed the line and now we have problems. Yep. And then she then she tells her assistant that they need to fix it because she needs to be able to do her work. And now and this is just. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Just because she had one thing to say. Right. Yeah. And Teal is like, it's just interesting seeing that she's severely triggered and just blasts it all around her inner circle instead of taking responsibility. Yeah. Ugh, which goes right back to the very first episode where that man asked that amazing question, like, who do you trust enough to hold you accountable? Like, you've got, like, we, you and I hold each other accountable all the time when it's, like, just the gentle questions, like, I, like, you know, I think you might need space, or, like, let's take a breath, or check, please check in with yourself, you know? Like, it's hard things to say, but we deeply trust each other, and it's part of being in a good, healthy relationship is knowing that somebody else has your back like that, to be yeah. able to help you when you're triggered to a place or in a place that you can't be thinking clearly, and that's just being human. Mm-hmm. Like, the goal isn't to transcend that necessarily. It's learning how to be with it. And that's learning how to bring people into your life that can help you be with it. Yeah. I think that really came back to, like, literally what I said earlier about she doesn't trust. Right. So asking her who she trusts. Yeah. Opened up a whole can of worms in, like, why she needed to start fighting him and, like, why do you think I need somebody? That's a really good point. Yeah, because it was the first. Yeah. Because it was the first episode. I don't think I saw that fully yet. Yeah. But. So Sabrina goes on to talk about the serenity that people feel at retreats, but she says, but life is agonizing in between and she doesn't want to be on that carousel. 
And I just wanted to share that this was something that I really loved hearing because it's a phenomena that I became extremely fascinated with myself in life. Um, I'm like, because I, I went to my teacher training and I got the opportunity to work in New York like the first year and to just, I just remember being so elated, like stepping outside of everyday life and outside of society and like getting to be in these like really cool immersive experiences. And then, yeah, just it really fucked me up going back to my everyday life because it's like that's not how the world operates. And that's why I became so passionate about like integration and becoming an being an integrative coach because that's. Yeah, exactly. Like it can be a carousel, but that's like it's just like learning how to be with all of the emotions. And that's when Sabrina like expresses that she's very resistant to feeling and being in her pain. Well, and I feel like. In that, she was also expressing a frustration of always feeling like she's working. She's having to do the work. And, like, I'm assuming a lot of this has to do with, like, shadow work and things like that and, like, really bringing things up. But when you don't balance those things out with joy, Mm -hmm. when all you do is focus on the hard and the bad and what feels wrong and you're just there... over and over and over again you might be getting through some shit but you're also really weighing yourself down well and it's just promoting more of like a scarce like I don't just want to throw this around lightly but like a a scarcity mindset is what I want to say but it just it shifts the lens that you're able to see the world and it's not promoting joy happiness abundance health like you know yeah the work is part of the work (laughs) you know shadow work is part of the work but that's to be balanced out with light work and not in a sense of like bypassing light worker kind of stuff but a work that is lighter and easier to carry and you feel the results of having shed and discovered those darker parts of yourself yes and that's what I think we're really seeing here is that teal brings people into these really dark places but where is the hope yeah. The hope is what? Join my inner circle and never speak to your friends and family again. We are exactly. your family now. And like you've got exactly. like, no, fuck no. Stay here, do the work. And also we're going to take your foundation out from mm. underneath of you. Even if we don't have to, we're going to remove everything else from oh, you that supports God. you. And we need to become your only <sighs> support. I just really like, I get some feels in my body about that you should and I think most people do they're just not told they're supposed to listen to those feels yeah or know what it means or or how or that there's any well and it's so hard when you're in a deep deep hurting vulnerable place you're watching these self-help videos from teal and then what you hear somebody else say like hold on like this is actually dangerous like I I've personally been in that place I know that it's like near impossible to hear how it's dangerous when it feels so helpful yeah Absolutely. Or when you've already put the person in a framework that seems like they are of authority over you. Right. When they start speaking in ways that make you uncomfortable, you start second guessing yourself because you've put part of your agency in their hands. And oh she God. very much is willing to take that agency from you. Yes. And well, and that's part of even like what modern day marketing also teaches, especially in the online world, it's be an authority figure, mm-hmm. like speak with authority. Like that's how you become, you put yourself in that professional space. And it's such a balance, I think, to like, yeah, be professional and authoritative, and but, authority. N- but yeah. know when to say like, that's not within my scope. Right. And we see Teal really taking this authority. Was there another word you just used that wasn't authority? Agency. Agency. Yeah. Yeah. Agency. Yeah. Taking the agency. So Teal says, what is it going to take for people to realize I have the answer they need for their life to change? I can tell them what their issue is and people need to know that. That just... (laughs) Diana has her hands on her head. She's bending over. (laughs) Her eyes are closed. She's taking a deep breath. (laughs) Like, how dare? Yeah. It's it's like literally the only words I can come up with. with, Want to scream and shout, how dare? That's a great way to say it. Dare. Because it it just comes from this audacity to believe that you have the right answers for everybody. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Ugh. 
And so my first thought is like, you know, first of all, could you find a different approach for how you talk to people and relate to them? Because delivery matters. And if you're just fucking triggering them and it it just goes back. I see this in the online coaching world all of the time that people are especially like magical thinking manifestors (laughs) type business coaches. It's yeah, it's like you're you're poking in to those triggers and basically like call like saying that that's good like if I trigger you then that's good because you need that piece of you healed and there's just more information beyond that that in and of itself is fucking manipulative and gross and dangerous and not okay I love that how dare how dare I mean especially with like in a few of the I mean we've we've already touched on the topic but when you have people coming to you that are literally on the verge of taking their lives and then you put yourself almost in a space of of god-like authority like that just feels so skis to me (laughs) like skis (laughs) like like that's just not okay right yeah absolutely yeah Well, and I would also disagree with that statement on the hand that I don't believe that everyone needs to know what their issues are. I don't believe everyone needs to know the specifics. That's one reason why I really love yoga is like yoga is a tool to help you learn how to be with your nervous system. You don't have to know why you can't take a full deep breath, but you can slowly work with yourself to be able to do it. And you may not be ready to know why yet. Exactly. Like we basically, I what I love and have become so fascinated by is that we can heal our trauma. We can do so much healing without ever actually knowing the specifics of what happened. And I'll also say in my personal healing journey, as you go deeper down these realms and you maybe work with different types of therapists and modalities, those memories may arise spontaneously. You know, and then you get the choice. Is that something that you want to go down that path with? And who are your trusted practitioners with education and experience that can hold you in that space? Right. And it's always, I feel like it it should always be a choice. Unless, of course, it's something that's haunting you, which is, again, your choice to be able to, like, just find that support. Yeah, absolutely. It really... Like, there may be things that we you may never know. Yeah. There there may be things that you, you've blocked, things that you don't retain memory from because you were too young. Right. All types of things. Yes. And, and there's different journeys you can take for those, but there may be things that you don't necessarily want to completely dredge up because you know enough to know that it's not okay. Right. And you yes. may not need to know all of the details yes. to know that it still needs to be healed. And it's easier to heal not knowing every single detail of something that goes on. And and yeah, that needs to be why you have the agency to call those things out for yourself and to make those choices along with accountability. Right. Someone that can also reflect back to you. You know, maybe there's a few things that you can't see here and there, but still it's your call. Right. And that's... That's the power it should be in, not the everybody needs me. Why don't people realize I have this life-saving message? Yeah, I can tell you what your issue is and people need to know what their issue is. Teal, you need to own your own shit. You need to own (laughs) your issue and stop blasting it around on everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. When... uh, she loves a spotlight. Oh when yeah. When she's the one in control of where the spotlight is is shining. Of course. If the spotlight starts shining on herself, she starts feeling invaded. And she starts oh, getting defensive. Yeah, if she yeah, exactly. If anybody asks questions and But if she wants to ask those questions, she should be allowed free reign. I don't think so. I don't think so. That was part of in her list of non-negotiables that they go over at the end, too. Yeah. That they're like, this isn't great. No personal boundaries that will affect Teal are allowed. Whoa! That entire sheet should be printed on red paper. Oh, my like, God. Oh, my God. The entire yes. thing. But just, like, 
That's that's just plain ugly. No personal boundaries that will affect Teal. No person like you are allowed. Just the fact that it's even worded that way. Right. How is that okay? Maybe maybe I could perhaps I could have written it down that way myself. I don't know if that's like ver- verbatim for what it does say on the okay. sheet, but still, I think I'm pretty it's sure it's possible yeah. that that is how it was. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, it ends, the episode ends with like a water immersion therapy situation. Again, we don't know anything about this. I find myself mm-hmm. very curious. I'm like, what exactly are they doing? And like, because it looks, it looks like you're being held underwater and screaming and it releasing like emotions. A, yeah. And it also looks like a possible trust exercise too. Right. Yeah. Which is fascinating to me. I'm all about this shit. I'm not just like, you know, trying. I'm fascinated to learn what they are and why they're doing it, but I don't know if it's like an approach I would necessarily like want to take or give like certain things like that kind of to me I feel like they can bring up trauma yeah which if you're in a safe space I'm I'm all for that stuff I love that kind of stuff and for me thinking about being underwater to release emotion that sounds like I mean, I'm a Pisces person that loves water, but I think that just sounds really awesome and amazing. But uh, yeah, again, like you're saying, it looks kind of like a trust exercise. Like, do people know what it could bring up? Are there like experienced practitioners around to hold you? Yeah. Yet again, context. Context. Yeah. But anyway, we see this. Sabrina is doing the water immersion therapy with Teal. She has a huge release, and the episode ends after all of this shit. Sabrina tells Teal that she loves her, and Teal kisses her forehead and says, I love you. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> to me, when I felt, when I watched that, it just felt she's only willing to reciprocate when it goes her way. Exactly. Yeah, she doesn't, she does not have the tools at all for... Yeah, for anything that this brings up for people. And it's interesting that, like, when somebody is deeply triggered in a way that they're not just going to surrender into what her idea of teachings are, that her mind goes to, how will this affect my company? What will this, how will this reflect on my image? Like, that is not person-centered at all. And that is not genuine. No, it's very narcissistic. And it, yeah, <laughs> which comes from trauma. Like, yes. narcissism is, narcissism, narcissism. Narcissism. It's a fucking system. We're living in narcissism (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) anyway the so that's how episode three ended we know that episode four well did you have any other thoughts or shares about episode three i was just pulling out my notes to see if i had anything i feel like i shared i mean yeah i think i did have the same notes as everything that you had and mm. uh um which is funny because they were like almost verbatim like oh. <laughs> this and this and this yeah <laughs> but yeah just like summing it up with how things play out in episode four yes um it literally feels like it makes sense to me that that the the way she's built this makes it so impossible to find space as an individual that she's just kind of self-sabotaging herself. Like, instead of bringing people in because of trust or because of um, respect for what they have to offer or what they bring to the table as a practitioner, I feel that she brings in people that she alone has healed and will follow her no questions asked. Right. Which is interesting because Blake also, her longest friend in life, not just her business, um, ends up stepping away in this Mm -hmm. episode, which is huge. Mm -hmm. And I've read, I haven't found any specifics online, but there's a lot of like controversy about if the show is supposed to have more episodes or not. Um, Do you know anything about that? I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm wondering, genuinely curious, do you, can you think of a perspective, like, 
when I see this and I just so blatantly see the, the, the trauma that Teal herself is in and how unsafe this actually is on the inner circle level, at the retreat level, like sure, maybe her seminars, they're more self-help, but they're still borderline dangerous with the, some of the things she's saying on stage. But my question is genuinely, why did she agree to this? Why did she agree to having a show like this? Like, did she, does she, is she that blind to her own bullshit that she really, I guess, really thinks that everything she's doing is fine and good and well and that she wanted people to see it? I think so. When you're convinced of, of things for yourself, you don't usually see it from an outside perspective. Yeah. And so I think she has built this space that she thinks is okay. Yeah. And also, I think that she is not willing to, um, settle on the fact that she is not incredibly gifted and a gift to the world. Yeah. And um, has that in her mind that anybody that comes up against her and that is just going to see things however they want to see it. Right. Yeah. Which is a lot of the ways that these things, religions, cults, these different things really play things is is, sure we have a certain percentage of truth and hope to offer you um if you're willing to do it our way right Um, yeah and our way is right and if you don't believe it you just shouldn't be a part of it because you're gonna have to live it yeah Um, and, and in her own way that's that's kind of how she's built it yeah so i think that's a big a big red flag and something to look for is like if you find yourself in a situation where somebody a community not just a person but are surrounded in an area where the general thought is this is the only way Mm -hmm. i would suggest like backing out of that as in ways that you can and definitely questioning that Mm-hmm. We see that in religion. I've experienced that with MLMs, which is funny. When I was part of Beachbody, my dad was going through that at the same time, and my he was involved in a few different ones, and he kept sending me, like, hey, will you check this out? And it just started dawning on me, like, oh, shit. Like, these all say the exact same thing and have the exact same system. Like, And so, yeah, I, it's interesting how Teal isn't religious, but it is um, has the air of that type of secluded community. It's still coming from a space of spirit. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to be able to relate and um, be okay with, with the spirit realm if you're accepting anything from Teal because she literally says that what she says is from the spirit realm or from... Right, that's something yeah. that the episodes don't even really go into, but I've heard yeah. it in other things of of like about her and from her. Um, yeah, believing that. Well, and she does say that she believes that she's um, a very gifted child that could see um, other realms and other beings and received messages, and that's part of why all this started in her childhood is because her parents didn't know what to do with her with that. Right. Um, and then I believe somewhere along the way I think I listened to a podcast about her at some point that she really does believe that she's um she believes she's an alien or or something along those lines Mm -hmm. which again you and I I love our perspective we're like cool like you can believe you're whatever and at the end of the day you're a human being living on earth and you have to take responsibility for this reality right here right now yeah Absolutely. That's what we believe. Not everyone has to choose that, but if you're listening, it's likely that you uh, vibe with that, possibly. And if you demand that people also believe it, I mean, yeah, that's when you're going outside of your circle. Right. You need to stay in your lane. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'd say in closing, for me, the advice that I would love to give to anybody that does find themselves in that space, or maybe somehow you found yourself here because you have loved Teal's work, you know, or maybe you are involved in an MLM or like a religion, whatever it may be. If you find that you're having some sort of feeling in your body that you're like, this, something about this just doesn't feel right, but you don't know how to communicate it. You can't find somebody to relate to. You just don't like know how to, you don't know where that is, where it's coming from, what to do with that information. Don't know how to voice it. I still would encourage you to trust it. 
to trust your gut, to hold that close, and to give yourself permission to turn, to pivot, to change your mind, to back out whatever verbiage works best for you. But your intuition and your gut, even when we feel like that is so confusing to learn how to trust that, when you have that really deep feeling of something doesn't feel right here, that's what I have to ask you to trust. Yeah. Just especially with the fucking, I just always go back to it, but the online marketing world, there's just like, you know, and then we have the the scammers, the people that are reaching out for readings, right? Like, you know, neither of us would ever do that. Yet we have people that have reached out to us saying that they paid somebody to do that. And it's just like, if it doesn't feel right in your gut, no matter what they're saying, no matter what's being shown, don't do it. We're really, we're really wanting to try to encourage you to be your own authority. Yeah. To know your own values. To be able to operate authentically from that place. And to know your worth. Yeah. That if you know your worth, you're not just going to settle for what other people tell you should be your world. Right. Whatever that might look like or whatever subject it's on. If you know your worth and you know that you can claim authority for yourself... It's going to be a lot simpler to see these things and to not be pulled into possible situations that are going to challenge you or harm you. Right. Which is critical thinking skills. We just want you to be able to hold more of an objective place, use your critical thinking skills, honor another person's perspective, and through that... Ideally being able to communicate, which of course is cultivated and takes practice and is so multi-layered. But yeah, and through that being able to make the best decision for yourself. And that looks different for everyone. Yeah. And all in all, with the summary of this episode and the next episode, you should be free and able to walk away if that is your choice without... Any type of argument or anything like that, you should be able to make those choices for yourself. And um, that's not really how it goes when people choose to leave the circle of teal. Yeah. And also there's like another edge of like leaving, right? This is where I talk about communication because a lot of times two people say, okay, then go. And you're completely ghosted and completely cut off and there is no conversation to be had. In my opinion, there's always conversation to be had. Like it's really damaging to, to feel like you're inside a circle like that. And you, totally. your family, right? You belong. And then it's like, well, you don't see eye to eye with us, so we're out. Yeah, and that's tragic. Yeah. And it happens way more often than it should. And yet, if you don't have that availability from them, maybe you do just need to go. Right. Right. It's a yeah. sign. Yeah, I would say absolutely. If you know that you're going to you're going to be completely cut off if you right. stand in your own truth, it's not worth it because that means in that space you cannot be your full self. Yeah. And they may not be open to the conversation of you being able to be anything else. Right. Exactly. So, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for tuning in. We're happy that you're here and we look forward to more discussions in the future. Bye, everyone. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. It means so much to us. You can sign up for our Full Moon newsletter, which is a free newsletter that gives you all the updates about the Salt and Shadow Studio and also some awesome information on that specific full moon for the month. Start creating your own rituals and learning how to dive deeper into yourself. We also have a feedback form in the show notes of wherever you're listening right now, and you can give us suggestions for what you want to hear or just offer feedback for what you liked about this episode. If you're feeling inclined to do that, we'd like to suggest leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, or Podbean. You can also take a screenshot and tag us on social media, Instagram, or Facebook. Join in the conversation about this podcast on Patreon. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, friends.